A giant disgusting creature kills a child. Oh, and there's a Yeti too! This is to catch a Yeti on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! What? Hang on! It stinks. Hello and welcome to Sticker Bandits, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. Jackie, it's your week this week to pick a movie and you came prepared with To Catch a Yeti starring Meatloaf, who who was the giant disgusting monster from the beginning. In case you guys didn't get my joke, Meatloaf, he's gross. Uh, Jackie, why'd you choose To Catch a Meat? Catch a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for welcoming me to the show. I am on top of the world. Okay. Interesting. Not really. Uh, proceed. Um, I picked this movie because it had meatloaf in it. Really? And I didn't realize that the disgusting little creature was the Yeti. <laughs> uh, I thought that the Yeti was going to be something different. I didn't know what that thing was on the front oh, okay, okay. of the box. I thought, well, because, you know, I expect Yetis to be big and right right like bigfoots right which is they they reference constantly within this film itself that uh hey look this little yeti is not what you think he is yeah you think it was the first furby like the prototype he seems very furby-esque i mean like wow furby did come right out after this not, yeah. not a lot mm. uh, a couple years yeah after a couple years after they actually finally released this shit it's pretty similar I always wanted a Furby, but I never got one. Hmm. I wanted the Gizmo Furby. But isn't they aren't they all that? Yeah, aren't they all Gizmo pretty much? <laughs> yeah, they're well, just different colors. There's not really a lot of difference in the actual Furby. Some of them look like birds and stuff. What? What are you talking? What? Yeah, Did they make new Furbies or something. Are yeah, you sure you're not thinking of Beanie Babies. No, they made Furbies that look like um, tigers. Oh. I bought one for for my niece one year for Christmas. And they have them that look like little birds. So you bought Furbies for other people and no one bought one for you? Well, these were the later versions. Like when I was oh. a kid, the, the Furby that I wanted was the Gizmo Furby. The original? Yeah. This is just awesome talk. <laughs> and I never got it. Kind of like that light bright I always wanted. Never got one of those either. Night bright? The, the light brights? You know where you... night bright? No, it's light bright. Whatever. Yeah, the, one, the thing that you poke in the different colored plastic Uh things and then you light it up and looks cool yeah i always wanted one of those too never got one uh jackie's parents hated her um we need to address the fact that this movie is a monster bud movie following the heels of galgamesh uh chomps ed uh mac and me um what other monster bud movies have we done what was the one with the flying pizza that was munchie that's munchie Thank God we didn't do an episode on Munchie. No, we didn't do an episode on pod people either, but Trumpy is also a monster bud. Yes, right, which we can't ever t- uh, we can never touch uh, pod people, also known as uh, extraterrestrial visitors, because that is a iconic episode of Mystery Science Theater, and we will never do it justice compared to them. So, no. uh, but yeah, yeah, 
Um, the rules of Monster Bud, of course, mean that uh, you got to have a little creature that you fall in love with, and uh, they end up making your life worse because of their existence. Yeah. I think it happens here. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then it ditches you at the first possible moment. Oh, yeah, you can't keep a Monster Bud. You can't. That's, that's uh, you know, Harry and the Hendersons took care of that for us. I mean, you, you just can't have one. I... You don't remember the end of Harry and the Hendersons and how heart-wrenching it was? <laughs> no. Get out of here. We don't love you, Harry. <laughs> I'm John Lithgow. I played Hamlet. <laughs> that was one of the worst John Lithgows I've ever heard. What about Alf? Is he a monster bud? He's no, an alien. He's bud. an alien, and he doesn't fuck up their life. He tries to eat the cat. He does try to eat the cat. Uh, no, and that's a TV show, so it doesn't qualify. And the oh. first season is absolutely hilarious. The second season stinks. Sam, tell us about uh, the backstory, the uh, extensive backstory, I'm sure. Like, this is probably in the uh, AFI's most sought-after uh, uh, historical films. They I'm actually assuming. have that list. The AFI's most sought-after historical <laughs> films right. on the list at number 73 million is this one. Uh, so the director is Bob Keane, who is an ex- just a long-time uh, special effects guy, okay. uh, modeler. He started out, his first job was a model builder on Star Wars A New Hope. Okay, that's Worked fine. on all three. I've heard of that one. He's, to give you an idea of where... Where old Bob Keen has been, and this is just a very short list of his credits, A New Hope, all three of them, Alien, Superman, Dark Crystal, Never Ending Story, Kroll, Life Force, Hellraiser, Nightbreed. Like, he works special effects and makeup on great special effects and makeup movies. Uh-huh. So they bring him in. There's an animatronics. It's going to be a little model. We're gonna, we've got Bob Keen here. Yeah. Do you know how to direct a movie, Bob? Uh-huh. Jury's out on that one. Also, uh, what's my budget? Zero (laughs) dollars. Do you already have a monster bud with you? Because that's gonna that's gonna help with how much money we're about to give you. I've been putting one together based of all all, just trash bits, stuff laying around that I had. So yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, Yeah. So they got Bob Keen and they bring in Meatloaf, and it's like this is gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a big thing. It wasn't. They canned it for two years. Right. I couldn't find out who decided to air this, <laughs> but it says TV movie, so it was originally yeah. aired on TV. I'm guessing cable network, probably Lifetime. Uh, probably. Well, I'm guessing since it's a Canadian film, don't you think that it would be, uh, what is that? Uh, CBC? Yeah, CBC, or what's the other one uh, where they played the music videos? Much Music? Much Music. They might have put it on Much Music. I don't know, because I watched Much Music and CBC when this would have been released, and I didn't see it. Right. So, so, is this at the the pinnacle of Meatloaf's career? <laughs> what is the pinnacle of Meatloaf's career, Jackie? Uh, I would do anything for love. That's Bad Out of Hell 2. I would have to say Bad Out of Hell 1. Yeah. yeah. Which was in the 70s. Right. Which is, that one's when we did that Rhodey movie that was actually kind of fun to watch. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I think it's just called Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want think that, like, now... Meatloaf looks at Jack Black and goes, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? That's what I was trying to do. Nobody liked it, but everybody loves this Jack Black guy. I don't think so. Really? I think by now, yeah, he did some shit movies, so is Jack Black. Mm-hmm. But he also, you know, he was tiny in Wayne's World. Right. He was Bob in Fight Club, so fuck it. His name was Robert Polson. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was good. He, Robert Paulson is is the whole reason you showed up for that movie. Meatloaf isn't a bad actor. He doesn't like sh- he doesn't shit all over this movie. The movie shits all over him. Right. Yeah, he's trying to act in this movie. It's just that the whole thing is collapsing around him. Yeah. Yeah. You know who uh <laughs> because the other people just don't matter. I <laughs> <laughs> just don't. I, I would like. I'd look, try to look him up. I'm like these people are fucking nobody, right? right? Right. Except I have to mention the father's name. He thought it would be a good idea to either keep his real name or change his name to Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. <laughs> Isn't that the police commissioner in Batman? Yep. Oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> Wonder why casting directors didn't latch on to his ass all the time. Uh, this is my partner in business, Wally West. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, don't know if you guys are doing a good job with your naming. If you don't have anybody for the uh, part of the bartender, I have a friend named Oliver Queen. <laughs> mm. So how much money th- did they give um, Keen? Oliver Queen. <laughs> Oliver Queen. Oh, Oliver Queen. <laughs> Bob Keane, there's no way when the when a movie gets canned and then is released for television, there's no way to find the actual budget at that uh, point. Let's make a guess. I'll go first. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you make that joke because we have to make that joke later. Uh, no, thousand. I'm thinking five hundred k. Top to bottom. <sighs> they did do a lot of construction. And uh, soundstage stuff, so I will. Yeah, say but those sure. could have been those could have been sh- uh, shared. Well, I was saying that that would bring the cost up by sharing sets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. I was. Uh, I thought that was cheaper, actually. No, I think just filming it in a back alley with hobos would have been cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been just as magical <laughs> and as well acted. Oh. Uh, because you know hobos are drunk, and everybody in this film is drunk, pretty much. Sure. <laughs> oh, that mom. The rich mom. Yes. She is definitely drunk in her first scene. Mrs. Sturgeon. Yes. And why do the, all these people have fucking animal names? Hmm. Well, there's Sturgeon. Who else you got? Big Bear. Big Jack Grizzly. Yeah. Well, that's just because he's Jack Grizzly. Right. I don't remember the family's name, but it had nothing to do with animals like Bowker or Boinkin or something. Yeah, they're, and- For the purposes of this podcast, their names are... Amy, who I remember because they beat it into my head. Right. Uh, Jim Gordon, because he's not the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady who couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Right, That's right. the family she's, names. She's the mom and troll, too. Uh, she's better. She is better than the mom and troll, too. That is <laughs> they look kind of the same, though. Kind, they have yeah. the, the very similar, similar vibe to them. Uh, what else you got, Sammy? That's about the size of it. Okay. Uh, to be honest. Well, returns are going to probably, we'll guesstimate those at about none. <laughs> yeah. They so had to give away the commercials right. for the, they were like, oh, we got a, we got a Yeti movie. And they're like, okay, I was going to try to sell some cars in that time slot, but right. now I'm not. Why didn't they use any meatloaf songs? That would have cost too much yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay. Even if Meatloaf's like, yeah, I'll, I'll pro bono this, you still got to pay all the the set musicians and uh, the studio and 
Book the Time and blah, 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 blah. Well, Amy was a very popular song. Yeah, but that wasn't the original. That was just some shitty fucking... And on top of the world at the end, that was the Carpenters. It wasn't the Carpenters singing it, Jay. No, but it was the Schmarpenters. Yeah. The Schmarpenters. They play every Thursday night at the shit kickers, right? Right. Oh, okay. Plus, the other thing with, like, why didn't Meatloaf do the music? Because he showed up and was like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) That's the Yeti. And then was a, a trooper about it. He's like, I'll act, but the second you call rap, my ass is gone. Right. And he did. I would, he, I would have been embarrassed. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Open on Meatloaf. Well, sort of. Not no. really. He's got this buddy. So let, let's back up. Meatloaf plays Big Jack Grizzly, who is the world's greatest hunter of all time. Self-proclaimed greatest sure. hunter of all time. He's essentially Craven the Hunter but big and uh, spends a lot of time in Canada. Uh, he's got a buddy whose name is Flubber. Blubber. Blubber. Flubber, Blubber. And this is... Blubber, Brother. This guy's a, a character actor, Rick Howland. He's He's been in a lot of movies. Is Rick Howland a little person? He's a short person. He's very short. But he's not... Technically a little person, I don't think. He's not proportioned like a little person. No. He's just extremely short. He's shorter than a 10-year-old kid. I also saw that I think I, I caught a glimpse of Meatloaf's feet, and he looked like he was wearing white loggers, so he's got like three-inch heels on. Too, yeah. To accentuate the tall man and the short man. Right. How hilarious. Comedy. They are not the same height. Uh, Blubber, flubber, dubber is a bit of a more. <laughs> The during the credit sequence, this is the strangest thing about this movie, is that in the credit sequence, Blubber can see the credits. Yeah. Ooh, maybe he's like he's... looking at him going, Oh there's like oh there's donuts. A Yeti up there. Why was why was there a picture of donuts? Well, because he's he's thinking of all the things he's easily distracted, so he sees some credits and he's like, I don't really care about credits, I care about donuts. Yeah, that's a reach. Yeah, I think that's what's going on there. And then Meatloaf shows up and he's like, hey, fucker, stop looking at the credits all dreamy like. We got work to do. <laughs> and you as the viewer are going, what the fuck is this? Interesting way to start the film. Uh, so they've been paid. Well, no, they haven't been paid. They've been hired. Sure. By Sturgeon, who is a rich whatever. Yeah. He's just a rich guy. Who's got a son, Wesley, who is essentially Francis from Pee Wee. Only worse. Only worse. And uh, Francis Wesley wants a Yeti for a friend. For a torture device. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And we cannot move forward without mentioning the awesome Yeti song in the beginning. Oh, yeah. This is actually the only song that's worth a shit in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it's the opening Gonna catch a Yeti. Oh, yeah. Yeti's are big and stinky. They live in Himalayas and they eat people and stuff. Worthwhile only because it went all the way terrible. Right. <laughs> because lyrically and musically it makes zero sense why it was done versus the other covers are just a bar band doing a shitty job with classic songs. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so, so they're going to go up and they're going squatching. They're going to catch them a Yeti. And uh, they get into the Himalayas and immediately find a Yeti. Like, it's the easiest fucking thing. There's no hunting sequence of, like, oh, we found tracks. Well, What's that in the wind? I smell Yeti fur. Nothing like that. Yeah. They just walk over a hill and there's a fucking Yeti sitting in the snow. He, 
Jack Grizzly makes it seem like he's done all the legwork on this beforehand. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did some internet research. He does. Well, no, it's like, <laughs> I already went up there and I scouted it and I found the Yeti. And now I'm just going to come get you and we're going to go get the Yeti. And then they're gearing up. And you're like, why didn't you just grab the Yeti when you were there? But that's Jack? impossible because when he sees the Yeti, he's surprised at the, the visage of the Yeti. I thought they the were both expecting. Well, no, they were both expecting a giant creature. No, no. huh? Jack Grizzly says in the gear up section that it's small. All right, like he's already caught sight of the Yeti. Okay, well, the Yeti has giant feet. That's the only thing big about this little critter. It's about uh, two feet tall. Well, and his rat maybe. tail. And his, yeah, he's got a giant rat tail. Uh, but if he's got you know big feet, you know what they say: big shoes. Well, the little girl did check for big shoes. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't any. Uh, okay. He's got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, just assuming. I just, I, I'm not really clear on what you're What the big feet thing is? Big shoes. It costs extra when he goes bowling. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Jesus. He's got a huge cock. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> Uh, so, they get it. Well, they don't get it. They, the Yeti gets spooked and then uses his giant feet to ski down the hill. Like, that's how they get around. Yet, there's individual prints when we see the prints. But you only see them skiing because I guess the robot didn't work. <laughs> One arm and the face is all that moves. Right. So, you just... Set it down and push it down a hill, and that's your special effects. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if the one arm worked. I think they might have done, like, a uh, puppeteer. Oh, just the marionette? The yeah. yeah. Well, marionette or the stick from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Up its butt. Yeah. <laughs> so it skis down the hill, crashes into a tent, and they're like, fuck, where is it? Let's get down there and look for it. They look all over the tent, and they can't find it. Uh, but the tent owners come back. Who are some mountain climbers? They're like those Everest-type guys. Like, well, we're going to go to the top of the hill to find our inner manhood. But they're total schmoes, too. You see them, and they're like, you guys mountain climbers? Nope, we're accountants. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is no way that these two made it up some dangerous mountain. Yeah, he comes back, and he says, well, I'm the first Westerner to ever reach it to the summit of Mount K-9 Widowmaker. And then he says it's 12,000 feet, like... You realize that almost every state in the U.S. has a mountain that tall, yeah, douche. Yeah, he went all the way to Himalayas, huh? Okay. Uh, so anyways, they're like, oh, yeah, what are you doing here, dude? Get out of our tent. And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a little critter. I'm hunting. And then Blubber's like, we're looking for yetis. Shut up, you. And uh, they're like, all right, well, beat it, buster. So they go away. They track the yeti some more and determine that he's on his way to the United States. Like they're like, we got to get ahead of this thing. And then the next thing you see is a plane flying overhead. They flew their own plane back. They, fl they had a runway and an airplane parked next to their tent. It was a seaplane. What the fuck? They also climbed the mountain backwards <laughs> because they had to walk uphill to get to their tent when they got done climbing the mountain. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That is it's a bad job. <laughs> Where'd you guys come from? Just climbing this mountain. The bottom of it? Because that's the wrong direction. We flew here <laughs> to the runway that's built on top of the mountain. That we landed in our seaplane. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then walked down the hill. Yeah. Did you guys see the Yeti? 
It's little and it looks like bullshit. Uh, so, so one of these guys is Jim Gordon, and not really, <laughs> or really, or really. Uh, he has got a mega mullet. Like, where are we putting the if 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 ten is like Billy the Ray rock and mullet? Of he's all time. halfway to Billy Ray. He, oh, so he's got a five. That's yeah. not a very good dude, mullet. Billy Ray, you put them next to each other, you're going to be like, oh, dude, Jim I, Gordon, eat shit. Look at Billy Ray's. Yeah, I'm with Sam. Wow, a five on the mullet scale. Oh, I, yeah. I, this is, the, But it's it's the shitty type of mullet. Wait, what did I just say? Uh, <coughs> it's the accountant mullet. Sure. So it makes it mega crappy. This is just sort of a, like a, a little bit longer than Hasselhoff. This is a lady mullet. Yeah, it's, it's the femullet. Worn by a man. He's got a lady wig on. <laughs> it's because my grandma had that exact same haircut. You say that every episode about somebody in a movie. Yeah. She's had a lot of haircuts. <laughs> yeah, Justin. And a lot of husbands. <laughs> <laughs> new husband, new haircut. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's how you get the new husband. The new haircut, and then they just flock to the haircut. The femolet, I guess. It's like, all right, need a new man. Give me an ape drape. Right. And the barber's like um, sure. <laughs> Are you single by chance? Yeah. <laughs> Would you? How about we just go home right now? Yeah, skip the haircut. Let's get married. Yeah. Let me shave your neck first. <laughs> All right. So, mullet dad, Jim Gordon, he comes home, and he's he's got the Eddie with him in a suitcase or something. I don't know. Fucking plastic bag uh but he's totally unaware of it he, he got this creature onto a seaplane through customs both directions through security across the atlantic ocean in a 747 uh the entire time it's trapped inside of a uh pressurized uh secure sealed uh container um i think that actually what happens is him and the sheriff of the post office Chinese restaurant just fly the seaplane directly to their house. I don't know if you could do that. <laughs> I don't think you can either. And I just can't ever really see this. He's dressed like he works for the fish and game or something later. Kind of. But he's supposed to be the sheriff. Right. And he can fly a seaplane. Correct. And they just fly it right to Albany. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Tibet. <laughs> This is a direct flight. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your peanut, sir. Uh, we crashed two <laughs> we, weeks ago. <laughs> I found Amelia Earhart in heaven <laughs> where I'm at. Because we flew a seaplane. <laughs> we flew a seaplane from Nepal to New York. <laughs> we, we, we got about an hour outside of Tibet, crashed immediately, yeah. rushed straight into a mountain, huge explosion. It was awesome. I actually ate you. We mm. made it, but then I ate you. Yeah. <laughs> like that alive movie. Fell into the mouth of a giant shark in the ocean. <laughs> All right, so he goes upstairs and takes a shower. Uh, meanwhile, mom has made a pumpkin pie, and uh, the daughter's like, hey, dad, I got you some pumpkin pie. That's cool, sweetie. I'll eat it later. Okay. I'll put it by the door. <laughs> she puts it on the floor right in front of the door like, Okay, when you get out of that shower, go ahead and step in this pie. <laughs> That's how he takes his pie. Yeah. And it's burnt. It does not look like good pie. No. no. 
But the Yeti, he's like, and so he goes and gets it and uh, eats it. And the dad's like, hey, pretty funny joke, this empty plate in front of the door. I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't step in this pie. Um, And daughter's like, no, I gave you pie. Weird. What's going on? And the dad's like, okay, well, let's forget about that for now. Uh, I bought you a present. Uh, It's up in the bags upstairs. And so she goes up there. She opens up the bag. And the fucking Yeti comes flying out of there and hides in the corner. And she's like, oh, my God. And uh, the parents are like, Jesus, somebody's kidnapping her daughter for the third time this yeah. week. And let's go up there. And they go up there. And sure shit, they're like, well, how about that? There's a fucking monster fucking in a room. Here. <laughs> so then they're like, product placement? And Oreo's like, no. No, no we are not giving you money for this. No. Frankenfurter, though, did. Frankenfurter. The town of Frankfurt, Germany was product sponsor for this film, Jackie. That's what they call the hot dog. That's because hot dogs are Frankfurters. Yeah, it's a Frankfurter. Yeah. We hot dog they aren't hot the whole thing with a bun and everything is a hot dog. The wiener itself is just a Frankfurter. <laughs> you said wiener. It's a wiener. It's also a wiener. <laughs> we had an English teacher that would get really pissed off. He was like, it's wieners. Those are wainers. When you call them frankfurters or hot dogs? He called them a frankfurter, too. Okay. But he would say wiener, and then people would laugh and be like, there's nothing funny about wiener. You're right. There isn't. And, and how old were you? I think they were like sophomores. Oh, damn it. Oh, I was good. hoping you were going to say like about eight, and then I was going to point at Jackie and be like, yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm over it. I'm over the, the frankfurters. It's just a Frankfurter. Actually, yeah. a Frankenfurter is like a Frankenstein hot dog, I think. <laughs> well, this one didn't have any bolts. It's it's when you... It's when you... It's when you <laughs> what? That's not even funny. It's not even funny at all. Uh, when, you cut, when you cut a hot dog lengthwise and then uh, coat it with mustard on both ends and then slap pepperonis on it, you've made a Frankenfurter. So, you know, because it's Frankenstein. You know, got, and Barely. Delicious. Barely. It's delicious. It's not a hot dog anymore. It's more... Sounds gross. M- machine than man? No. Uh, it's pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, pepperonis look like wieners, too. <laughs> Not to mention, that's a double wiener. It's a double wiener? Because <laughs> you have two weenie products? The dog is worried about your health. I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Okay, we need to move on. Yes, we do. Stop laughing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So the dad's like, well, shit. We can't fucking take it back. And we can't call the police because it's illegal. I'll go to jail. <laughs> Even though I'm the commissioner of Gotham City, Jim Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, you just make the paperwork up. I mean, let's yeah. be realistic. They need a 1043. <laughs> Isn't that importation of a Yeti, Gordon? God damn it, just give me the paperwork. <laughs> so Grizzly flies into New York, and uh, he meets with Mr. Sturgeon, and Wesley's throwing a fucking fit. Like, get me that goddamn Yeti, you son of a bitch. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, go fuck yourself, you little kid. Uh, back at the house... Uh, the Yeti is sick from being hot. He's got a fever. He's burning up because he can't 
Take it in the big city. Uh oh. Little Ouse Cream will fix that. <laughs> Is that a shout out to the Olsen twins there, yeah. Sam? <laughs> No shout out to the Olsen Twins. If one of you is single, I'm available. <laughs> if you're still hot, that is. I don't know. I don't want. Eh, we haven't either. seen you in a long time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So they they put a wet towel on his head and give him some ice cream and uh, they, they, they jam just, him in the sink. They jam him in the sink. Uh-huh. Mom rubs an ice cube on his foot and then uh, he wakes up. Yeah. So then they shove him in the fridge with the door open. Like that's gonna <laughs> fucking help anything. You get to sleep in here, Billy. Yeah. Well, Pepsi might have gotten behind this. No, they said no, too. Yeah, they, no. Nobody got behind this. Yeah. No. Well, there they, were all those Pepsis in sure. the Doesn't matter. Hey, guess what? You can buy Pepsi at the store, there and was, then you can put it in front of a camera. Yeah, there was some Triscuits. There was some ballparks. <laughs> None of the cash showed up. Does it, does it mean that fucking Joan, Joan Crawford called you up and was like, Hey, I hear you're making a movie about a Yeti. How about some Pepsi in it? You're like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that you own Pepsi at one point. That's... Yeah, I, I know going where you're with going with that. Joan Crawford. She called and yeah. was like, hey, you'll never use Pepsi on your Yeti movie, <laughs> sons of bitches. Why don't you make another bat out of hell, meatloaf? I will in a year. <laughs> exactly how the meeting went. <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh, wonderful. Also, I died 15 years ago. ago. What are you going to call it? I'm going to call it bat out of hell, too. <laughs> Because I've got nothing else to call it. <laughs> One time, Betty Davis called me and wanted to be in Baby Jane too, and I said, "Not Joan Crawford." <laughs> Somebody go get me another baby. Oh, <laughs> oh God! God. Uh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I think I'm going to step on some Joe Crawford fans' toes. <laughs> Nobody talks about Joe Crawford that way. <laughs> except, except for Joe Crawford. Except for her children that hate her. Because <laughs> they weren't her children. <laughs> they were somebody else's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess if anybody has a license to talk shit about Joe Crawford, it's them. <laughs> The stolen children. <laughs> okay. And we're done. Uh, Stinger Madness is not on the air anymore. <laughs> Been sacked. So the next morning he gets up and uh, he's ate all the food. Uh, and they're like, how dare you, you little bastard? Yeah. We don't make very much money. He tried to spread product placement all over the kitchen. Yeah. And every company was like, uh-uh. No. <laughs> so she takes him upstairs to clean him up. Where he proceeds to eat soap and farts and burps bubbles, and it's uh, awful. And then he eats the toothpaste, and I guess... Colgate toothpaste. Yeah, I guess he's okay with all of this. Like, you can... He doesn't like meat. He seems to only eat pine cones in his natural environment. Right, but he's like a goat. You can just fill him with garbage. Except meat. Except for the meat, yeah. Uh, Which in 95... He doesn't like wieners. Right. Uh, we're, we're done with that one. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. Well, hopefully he doesn't watch the movie Ski School. <laughs> and she names him Hank because she's like, I got a dog and he was awesome and his name was Hank and he looks like you. He had a big cock and big feet and a oh, uh, big tail and uh, I liked him and uh, his name was Hank. She's like, I'm going to name you Hank too. Do you think she named him Hank as well or his name is Hank too? 
The sequel to The Dog. Um, I think she just named him Hank. Yeah, because she doesn't call him Hank 2. She calls him Hank. Well, you don't call him Hank 2 to their face. Dude. Only to other people. <laughs> oh, That's Hank 2. Hmm. If I call him that to his face, he'll be sad. <laughs> he'll know. He'll never be Hank 1. Yeah. So Grizzly and Blubber have tracked them down via the newspaper. <laughs> because... Because yeah. men going to the mountain, I guess, in a small town. Sure. I, I guess it's not the biggest stretch in the world as far as this film, but uh, they track them down. They know where they're at, and uh, they're, so they're coming. So they go to his sporting goods store, which which Jim Gordon owns. Yeah. And uh, the, the, he, then Meatloaf throws game at the store clerk to, like... Uh-huh. get the info on where they live. And, and she's, she's like, okay, I guess because you're meatloaf. Yeah. Huh. He's very charming. Um. <laughs> I wonder if in real life he is really charming. Um. Or if he's just one of those nut scratchers. A nut scratcher. Like, he scratches his nuts? No. <laughs> Okay, obviously you guys have never heard this term. Oh, like, another oh, Jackie boy. term that isn't actually a term. You just made it up on the spot right now. Yeah, yeah, we haven't. <laughs> Shut up. What does a nut scratcher do? I'm curious. <laughs> nut scratcher is a dude that will. She's, she's okay. still trying to work her way <laughs> through what it is. What it is. Because she realizes that if she says, a dude who scratches his nuts will be yeah. like, and. <laughs> He's the kind of guy. That'll give you the def- the third definition down out of the dictionary and not the first one. Right. It's kind of like the wrong answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those nut scratchers. Uh, He's the guy that scratches his nuts in inappropriate places. So he is just a nut scratcher. <laughs> so a uh, dude. Yeah, okay. You're standing up there for somebody's wedding and all of a sudden you're like... <laughs> scratching your nuts and you're in the bridal party. We have to scratch our nuts so much, Jackie, that uh, we aren't even aware of us scratching our own nuts. And then he hands you a sandwich. If you had told me that I scratched my nuts during our wedding ceremony, I would have been like, and... I just installed those hard brush uh, dish brushes on the inside of my pants. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So that as I walk, my nuts are constantly being scratched. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you just suck. Uh, Anyways, yeah, let's... It's going to catch on. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, (laughs) So they break into their house... Grizzly and Flubber, yeah, Flubber, and uh, the kids there, home alone with the Yeti, and uh, she climbs out the window, but Grizzly's standing outside waiting for her, and he nabs the Yeti. And he's like, "I got your fucking monkey thing, <laughs> I'm out," and he gets away. And the dad's like working back at the store, and he's like, "God, oh, I'm thinking about my family. Does anybody else want to talk about my family?" And the clerk's like, "Funny, you should ask. These dudes came in and were asking about you and your family. Wait, were they from the Himalayas?" And she's like, totally, and I loved one of them. Uh-huh. We gotta go! And I gave them your address. And so you're here's the deal, Charlene. <laughs> when the phone rings, and they ask for me, and I tell you to always tell them they're not here, that implies that you would never give them my home address. <laughs> He's not here. He's at home. His address is... <laughs> his, his home phone is this number. Don't just let it ring. He's there. Well, can you give me a refund on this sporting good thing that I bought? Yeah, uh, use his bank account number. It's uh-huh. 541. <laughs> so so he's on his way back to to help out with the daughter. Like, oh, my daughter's in danger. To help out with rescuing his own daughter. Yeah, right. Uh, 
And he gets there, but it's too late. They've they've made off with the Yeti. They're gone. But Amy, the daughter, has seen the license plate. And it's a New York plate that says dollars. Yep. And so they call the police, which is a reasonable thing to do when you've got a Yeti. And uh, the cop's like, well, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Mahoney. I flew it in, so technically I'm an accomplice. Yeah, uh, yeah but we go. Uh, I'll give you the uh, license plate or the address of this guy, and then I'm out. Yeah, uh, don't tell anybody about this whole I'm, story, I'm, right? I'm washing my hands of this whole business. I can't be involved. Do you guys need a ride to New York? Yeah. <laughs> sure, of course sure. we do. Okay, I'll call a Chinese restaurant delivery <laughs> car to take you there, because that's what's going to drop you off there in the next scene. Amy's like, I can't wait for Chinese. I got to go now. She takes a Greyhound bus. Yeah. And they work out that the train's going to be faster, so they go there in a... Uh, a restaurant delivery car instead. I still don't understand anything you just said. That's exactly how the scene goes. Yeah. The train is going to be faster, so we show up in a Chinese delivery car. Yeah. That's, that's what, what happened. Why didn't they take the train? If it's faster. That's a very good question. <laughs> One that you should ask Jim Gordon, Commissioner of Gotham Police. And they get there, right? And the little girl is sitting outside of the mansion. Yeah, right. Crying. crying. And I'm like... What the? This is a terrible plan, little girl. Like you didn't go to the door. She just sat down on their in their front yard and started crying. Ah. Mm. And you know why? Because she can't go in there. Because inside, Wesley has murdered the maid. Legitimately, yeah, murdered the maid. And he has a a tick mark thing on the wall, right? Of how many maids he's murdered by turning the electricity off while they're vacuuming and turning it back on. In a surprising fashion, because usually (laughs) if you're a maid, what you do when the vacuum goes off is you then like take something, a fork, and you stick it into the uh, outlet and then you just start licking it as much as you can. You just latch onto that electrical cord with your chompers like your fucking jaws and jaws too. (laughs) Why isn't this working? Let me attach it directly to my eye. I hope nobody turns the power back on. Ah! Every time. Maids always chomp onto electricity whenever they can. Uh, So Grizzly delivers the Yeti to Sturgeon, and Wesley's like, that's bullshit. That's not a fucking Yeti. I fucking hate you, and I hate you, and I hate you, and uh, the movie hates me, and I'm never going to work again. Uh, So Grizzly then proceeds to chuck him across the room. (laughs) Bad dummy. It is awesome. It's the most awesome thing that happens in this movie. (laughs) Oh, I totally laughed my ass off at this. It needed, and he lands on his neck. Yeah, yeah. No, he's dead. Yeah, he's either paralyzed or dead. This is the uh, first time, one of several times, where Wesley gets killed by Grizzly. (laughs) But Grizzly leaves without the money. There's five million dollars on the table. He's like, I guess I'll go then. All right, well, well, I'll come back. The courier's got to bring it. Well, you wait. Yeah, you don't. You don't leave. You got to have this deal where you don't hand the Yeti over <coughs> without the four and a half million dollars. Correct. Maybe he was hungry and went out for a hot dog. Well, he would be a lot. He get a lot more hot dogs with four and a half million dollars. I'm sure that they've got some food that they can tide him over with, Jackie. Uh, he's not a good businessman. Well, he also said to uh, Blubber that if he fucked up one more time, he'd eat his guts for dinner. So he Ooh. could just tide him over on that. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing in this house, to be fair, is booze. Yeah, right. You never see these people eat. It's yeah. always just uh, booze. Implied drunkenness. Why not? At least that hungry scotch will do. 
Well, Wesley takes Hank upstairs and starts torturing him, uh, mostly with his dancing. With a what was going to be a bazooka, but Nerf was like, no. Yeah. Not going to happen. So it's a generic Mm -hmm. ball shooting gun. Yeah, the dollar store variety. So do you think that the white tiger that's in there, is that a stuffed animal, or did he actually have a white Bengal tiger killed? Oh, oh, of course he had a tiger kill. He probably used it to electrocute one of the maids, (laughs) and it was just a uh, collateral damage. I guess they're not very good conductors. They don't live through it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a stuffed maid in the corner, too. We aren't going to talk about what he does with that. Uh, So, upstairs. Nope, already did that. So, Dad comes in, and he distracts all the staff. He says, I'm with customs, and blah, 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 blah. I'm important. Listen to me. And the mom and Amy just sneak into the house and go straight to Wesley's room. Like, why? what was Dad's deal? Like, nobody even cared that they walked through the house. Well, here's the deal. They asked him for identification. Uh-huh. And he goes, you don't need my identification. I'm important. <laughs> okay. And that's how he gets in the house. And then he turns around, opens the door for the other two. Oh, he, okay. So he unla- So he actually did accomplish something. <laughs> yeah, he, he let them in. Because it just seems like they just go inside and go straight to Wesley's room. Uh, and so upstairs, she's Amy's like, get the fuck off my friend, motherfucker. And belts Wesley. She punches Wesley face. right in the face. Awesome. He goes down. And they run away. They get uh, Hank. They run away, but they run right into the arms of Meatloaf. Uh, but she gets away with... She squirrels away, and she gets into a cab, because I guess there's just... Cabs. Well, that Chinese service car was yeah, just getting started again. I guess. And Meatloaf and Blubber, Flubber, give chase, and... Uh, they end up at some park. Yeah. There's some more shenanigans, and then all of a sudden... Uh-oh! The Yeti is skateboarding. <laughs> like how lame you made it, Sam. <laughs> oh, my God. This was, like, one of the most awesome parts of the movie is the look on the Yeti's face as he's cruising along. Uh, it sucks, Jackie. Oh, it's... my God. I laughed, like, several times. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was super funny. It was awful. Well, he's like, man, he's skating around, and he looks like he's posing for one of those soft shots you know that you go oh. and have your hair and makeup done because he's got his both of his hands underneath his face like right. the arm shelf yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's double arm shelfing on his skateboard <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile there's yeah. he steals the little kid's ice cream cone right <laughs> that was hilarious oh it's not funny at all it none really, of it was, i was really i was well. actually this is when my stomach started hurting <laughs> This is like, when Sam oh. looked at me like I was a freaking nutter because I was over there laughing and the look on Sam's face was, <coughs> shut up, I'm going to stab you. Meanwhile, Sturgeon has called the cops and offers them and apparently the entire city a $10,000 reward if they can capture the Yeti. Yeah. Anybody if, can get it. And it's a girl with a pet. Right. So people are able to immediately identify. Hey, there's a girl with a pet. That's her. Must Let's her. get her. <laughs> Pink coat with an expensive pet. They don't even see P. It's girl with a pet. Yeah. That's it. That's all the information that they have. Skateboarding Hank eventually gets, I guess, sun baked. And so he rolls over off the skateboard. Is like, I can't skateboard anymore because I'm too hot. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The sun slows the skateboard down. <laughs> right, 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 right. The power of the sun to halt momentum. <laughs> It's like Superman 4. Um, so Amy catches up to him, and the whole town is after her, and she gets away 
uh, by hiding in a frozen food truck. It says frozen meat, but it's clearly boxes of frozen peas. Yeah. Someone in the office didn't fill out the paperwork right. (laughs) And that truck takes him on a ride to the train station very conveniently. Only because we finally are given uh, Hank's magic Yeti power to scream loud. Uh, What? That's, that's how, how they, they save her. Yeah, that's how they. That's how he gets the peas truck to stop. Oh, at the train station because he also knew where they were at. No. In, oh. He goes. Right. And then the guy's like, "I got to open the back and see what that's sure. all about." And she's like, "Where's the train station?" And he's like, "It's that way." What is that, a yeti? And then they leave. So they don't get a ride at the train station. No, they walk. We just skip that part. Okay. They just they forward cut and they're there. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, Grizzly's also there though. Yeah, uh, and he's blocking the train. And they're like, "How are we gonna get past him?" Well, Mom, he's never really seen your face, so we'll go incognito. You too, even though he's never seen you. Right. Put your hood on, just in case. Yeah. This will seem very natural. Right. So they stuff the Yeti and Amy into a like a ye oldie time luggage like. Be careful with my luggage, dear. Joan Crawford-style chest. <laughs> it's a chest that holds at least seven hat boxes. Right. And weighs 78 pounds. Exactly. Wooden chest for hats that weigh six ounces. Well, you don't want him to get crushed. Exactly. No matter what we do, wherever we go, we're bringing this luggage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, also, there's a train conductor that just wanders around with an empty luggage chest and is available to uh use his clothes yeah oh you guys need some help here's my clothes and chest that's empty yeah yeah guy they they, they just hire those so it's part of new york state tax yeah just in case you ever just need to sneak past meatloaf uh so sure enough they sneak past him and he's got ketchup in his eyes oh that's not good and (laughs) i never sneak past meatloaf i always stop and have some it's delicious i love meatloaf are we done? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so Meatloaf reports back to Sturgeon. He's like, I would do anything, <laughs> but not that. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And he's like, okay, well, here's the deal. You still got to get that fucking thing, and this time you got to take Wesley with you uh, for 50. Make it 100. Are they talking about bucks here? 100,000, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, okay. See, I told you we were going to get to that from the beginning. You know, fifty, hundred dollars, the dollars, dollars. <laughs> Take West fifty hundred, hundred million. It was a bit of a letdown from 10, the beginning, honestly. Yeah. Like the, when, when it, I was expecting more fireworks when I was to say fifty or a hundred dollars, uh, and they didn't show up. So uh, I hope nobody's listening and is extremely disappointed in the payoff of that joke. From oh, the beginning. all right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they wait for them at their house, but they don't show. Because they've gone up to their cabin. Yes. In the Adirondacks. Dykes, if you're (laughs) meatloaf, you pronounce it wrong. And the only reason he knows that is because she gave uh, Hank a picture of their vacation house, Uh which I'm guessing they had to label our vacation house in the Adirondacks on the back. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to know what the fuck it is. Also, I dropped it on the floor at the Sturgeon's house. No, uh, Max stuck it in his sweatshirt. And he was wearing the sweatshirt when he got there. And the butler even says, oh, your little Yeti friend was wearing this when he came. Who's Max? Hank. 
Sorry. Max. Max, Hank. There's a, whatever the little furry dickhead's name is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's got like pulsating wiener tail. It's gross as shit. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck yeah, him. Did you notice that his tail gets shorter when it's cold? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's, it does. All right. Uh, Okay, so anyway, so now he's got all the info. Hey, let's go up to their cabin that we know where it is because I looked at a map one time and then we knocked on every door of cabins ever. And uh, he's like, okay, well, that's the place. And Wesley's like, okay, well, let's go in hot because guess what? I've got a trunk full of shotguns. Yeah. (laughs) And he's dressed like Stalin. He is dressed like Stalin before he was dressed like the Gestapo. He was dressed a little bit like... uh Al, Al Capone in one scene, too. Yeah. Like, this kid is a real dickhead. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's yeah. going to murder a lot of people at some point. But he has a tr- uh, a Dracula medallion on underneath his <laughs> stolen outfit. I, he Whoa. looks like he has the Order of the Iron Cross from World War One. Like he was the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he does like the pizza. Ooh, touche. Hmm. Red Baron also said no to product placement on this one. <laughs> and Schwan says no, you know that you got a shitty movie on your hands. The NRA did not say no because they're like, wait, we're going to kill them now with shotguns? Anybody have a problem with this? I mean, like, Grizzly's not the greatest guy. He'll do anything for cash, right? But, but he, he won't, won't do that. He won't murder a child, I don't think, with a shotgun. They never fire off any rounds. You They're know, just going to scare him. Oh, come on, well, dude. The Gestapo kid, Wesley. Wesley, he says, Wesley will murder this fucking He family. says, the little girl's mine. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. fucking murder him. No, I think Wesley, given his own devices, would open all of them up with a shotgun and then paint flowers on the carpet in their blood. Yes. And, and and you're grizzly, and you look at this fucking kid that's dressed like Joseph Stalin next to you holding a shotgun, and maybe now's the time you say, I think this has gone far enough. <laughs> you still don't have the four and a half million dollars, though, so you're panicked. I don't really want to murder a kid, um, and except for that kid, because I think I'm going to be doing the world a favor. Sure. Like, if I could go back in time and murder Hitler, I mean, you know, the answer is of course, but... Uh, uh, so uh, things are accelerating fastly. <laughs> Time to die, Amy. Whew. So they're going to go in while they're sleeping. The family's sleeping. Sneak up on them. Wesley doesn't like that, but fuck it. And uh, Amy and Hank wake up in the middle of the night, and they see Grizzly coming, and so they sneak out on the roof, and Grizzly and, and the team tie up the parents. So they're trapped. They're handled. And so Amy gets some rope, a shovel, and a blanket out of the car. Yeah. She's she's gonna fight back, yeah. But it doesn't really matter because Hank is just gonna dig a hole fast, right? Big hole. Yeti power too. Now they use the shovel for something because she tempts Wesley and and Blubber out, yeah, of the house, and Wesley chases after her straight into the hole that Hank has dug. Mm, it's like six feet deep. Right. I think he could get out if he wanted to. Uh, but either way, he can't because she fucking murders him in the face with the shovel. He's it's dead. a snow shovel. She just gave him a bruise. You can't. One whack with a snow shovel it's isn't going like, to kill anybody. It's like a metal shovel. Yeah. Uh, that's a thin metal because it's a snow shovel. Smash somebody's brain in pretty good. Uh, you need to hit him a few times with that one. All right. Well, at least you could gash their face. Yeah. Gash it. He gets a black eye. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that. Okay. I guess he's not dead. Damn it. All right. 
but he's incapacitated and uh she gets up on the roof and then puts a blanket over the chimney thus causing all the smoke to go back into the cabin where her parents are at she's like well because well, at this point uh meatloaf's like i'll make you a deal <laughs> give me the yeti and i'll let your parents go and she's just like calling his bluff like well, I don't care about them. Eh. Fucking kill him with a smoke inhalation. Right. And he's just like, okay, whatever. The place is filling up with smoke. Well, I guess I'll go outside. I'm wearing a <laughs> giant fur coat. I can make it out here. Yeah. In the Adirondacks. <laughs> and Hank gets in there somehow and unties the parents. So they're free. And Dad tries to punch out Grizzly, and nothing happens with it. And, and this is the only slightly comedic part of the whole film is meatloaf looks at him as like really and he's like yeah uh, no <laughs> you're not jim no. gordon <laughs> that guy was a commando he'd kick my ass well the mom kicks his ass with the butt of a rifle so yeah grizzes out and then blubber somehow ends up in the lake via rope i don't know uh, there was another trap that right. we didn't get c set but we she did have rope at one point and uh-huh. he it seems to be a snare that somehow turns into a trebuchet and then tosses right. him into the lake. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. A kid could do that in within minutes. Actually, a Yeti might because they're magic. Oh, okay, yeah, true. Well, not to mention that this little girl is trying to murder everyone. That and then, you know, Hank yeah. has run around and set other traps that we don't see, mm-hmm. and most of the villagers have been killed. <laughs> Well, the family drives away, they get away, and they call their cop friend, and uh, they tell him to meet up with their passports. And Amy's like, what? What are we doing? We can't keep this monster bud. That's part of the rules of the monster buds. And Grizzly gets this info from a gas station attendant who is a little nosy. Oh, the passports. Huh? Well, I know where they're headed. we got to cut them off at the airport. So... Where's the next international airport? Where's the nearest international airport, Wesley? New York, where we just came from. You stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Why did I ask you that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Wesley on the way takes it a little too far with Grizzly. And Grizzly pulls the car over and then uh, smashes Wesley's face into the ground. And his brains come out. And it's gross. Well, into the snowbank. And the kid is stuck and <clears throat> suffocates. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. So, once again, another kid killing. Yeah, he's dead. What is this, three times now? Yeah, Wesley gets murdered three times. All right. Back at the airport, uh, Blubber uh, pulls out a shotgun and uh, goes a little nuts. Tries to dive through the radar machine. And the airport security fills his ass full of fucking lead. No, they don't. No, they, they should don't. Have. I mean, even, like, okay, let's face okay, it. This, this was 93. Pre, this was pre-9-11. Yeah. You uh, pull a shotgun out at the airport, nobody's going to shoot your ass? Well, these... I don't know if this is LaGuardia or New York International or what, but they got JFK. If this is I don't know if it's JFK or LaGuardia, but security had Uzis. Yeah, right. Like these are heavily armed clandestine agents of the airport. Hey man, that guy's got an SAS. What do we do? Hmm. I guess bust him if he doesn't get away. If he gets stuck in the radar machine, don't shoot him. That was expensive. <laughs> no, I think I think Blubber has not uh chosen wisely here <laughs> no he just he goes rogue fucks up the whole thing i mean least of all you shoot him with a net gun right i mean 
He's he's kind of wedged in yeah. to the radar machine, so he doesn't radar over hey, you X-ray a, machine. You he got doesn't... a net gun. You, you still use it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I liked in this scene where Hank has to go through the detector, and he blinks. Yeah, because he gets to go through the detector because, conveniently, Blubber has pulled out a shotgun, distracting all the uh, TSA agents. Yeah, or whatever they were before that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, probably just airport security. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they take Frank, or Frank, they take Hank back to the Himalayas, I guess, and uh, uh, he skis away. He's like, okay, see you after hugs and stuff, and it's not very uh, uh, traumatic for anybody. And he's got a girlfriend, and he waves, and she's like, oh, did you guys see that? And they're like, see what? And she's like, oh, fuck it. I hate this movie. And meanwhile, in Greece, the Sturgeons are apparently enjoying their life because they've gone on a trip without Wesley and are never going to think about him again and have a lead a long and healthy life. I know a lady that'll take that kid. What kid? Oh, Wesley? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Stalin? We were talking about her earlier. Jim Crawford. (laughs) (laughs) I would like the worst one you've got. (laughs) We've got a deal on this one. You just get to keep him. He would be her little right-hand man. They would get along great. Absolutely. Tina, bring me the axe, and then Wesley's going to murder you with it. Yeah, mm, not good for anybody. Uh, who wants to ask questions first? Do you think that those are baby late or baby yetis, or are those full grown yetis that came back and waved at the end? Yeah, I thought one of them was uh, Hank and his girlfriend. Yeah, I think they're full grown. Yeah, yeah. they're they're uh, they're a loving yeti couple. It is a missed opportunity though in this type of film where it like. Hey, here you thank you. You've returned me to my family. You know, it turns out I was a dad, and you have the little baby ones, and the kids in the theater go, "Oh, that's so cute." Then you get the Furby that you can open up its stomach, and the little Furbies come out. My God! (laughs) They had a cesarean section Furby. All right, tone it down over there, Wesley. (laughs) They had a puppy surprise (laughs) when I was a kid. Where you seriously was like a Velcro strap in the tummy area of a dog and you would open it up and it would have puppies inside. <laughs> That's horrifying. It, the puppies would spill out of its stomach and you'd be like, well, at least the next generation should live on. <laughs> well, and that, and you never knew how many puppies you were going to get in Puppy Surprise. Was it Lady Old Yeller? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Puppy Surprise. Puppy Surprise. Puppy Surprise. Your mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, puppies. Off to Joan Crawford with you. <laughs> she doesn't like dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, I either way, I think I think it's implied that it's his girlfriend, like, hey, you brought me back to my girlfriend, she likes me. But dude, you make you you make that twist, like, oh, see, I you I was part of your family, but really I belong to this family. And then the family, the little girl understands that she had to let him go. That's what you do when you actually write a shitty movie. Not a uh, whatever, just end it movie. Well, <laughs> no, think... she knocks him in the head and takes one of those little baby ones. She's like, "Now you live in New York, you piece of shit." <laughs> what? That's what you do. You're like, "Welcome well, to you your new him... home, motherfucker." When you get him when you're young, then you can train him up, right? And then they can acclimate to the climate. I mean, that one was old. <laughs> you get a little baby one, you can just mold it into whatever you want it to be. It will never know the difference. I cut your mom's stomach open. <laughs> <laughs> Checking for more of you. <laughs> Said Jackie at one point because she's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Sam, you're next. How do you think the uh, camping store's doing? 
<laughs> Who's running the ship? <laughs> uh, I guess it's the French lady. Yeah, oh, she's just like, oh, the star's doing great. People went to your house and took all your stuff. <laughs> I gave everyone your address and keys. Because I have a whole drawer of them. Uh, do you think that they provided proof of the Yeti to the world? Like, does does mankind now go, hey, there was a Yeti in New York. Uh, let's go get him. Well, they brought the fucking thing right onto an airplane. Like, it was a Delta flight. Like, no problem. Like, hey, so was that a Yeti? Yep. It's Neat. my service Yeti. <laughs> I have to have it to remain calm. I think everybody knows that the Yeti exists. Sure. Somebody was paying attention was like, that's not a toy. That's a living being. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go get some. So I think they actually... And everybody on the plane is taking pictures with right, it. Right. D- disposable cameras are everywhere in 93 to 95. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they, like, a whole army of grizzlies now go out and hunt yetis. Probably, like, ending their species. Sure. Good job, kid. Except for the one that you bring back to New York and call motherfucker. Right. Which, <laughs> that one, you know, is going to be a bad seed anyway, so it's probably going to end mankind when it gets large enough. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Yes, I have the big question. Ooh. Uh, we're going to... We have to uh, rate this monster bud on how much it sucks versus other monster buds. Uh, of all monster buds or just now, episodes we've I'm done? I'm just going to... I'm going to give two. Is Hank worse or better or more tolerable, say, than Munchie? For me or the people in the film? For you. Uh, yes, Hank is better than Munchie. Okay, Jackie? Yeah, Hank better than Munchie. Is he better than Trumpy? Jackie still hasn't seen Trumpy. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Trumpy. No, Trumpy's fucking awesome. No. Well, Trumpy's the most annoying piece of shit on the planet. He though. is awful. But uh, as far as uh, uh, enjoyable uh, Monster Buds, yeah. Trumpy's my favorite. Oh, really? I think yeah. Trumpy's the worst. Uh, Trumpy is not worse than Munchie. By so chance. then who's the worst? Munchie. Munchie's awful. Munchie's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Trumpy sucks the worst, though. Oh, Trumpy sucks the worst for the people in the film. Sure. Yeah. Jackie? I haven't seen Trumpy. I know. We well, said that. What about but other? I like, uh, well, I don't know. I think Chomps has got to be my number one. <laughs> as far as suck? No, as far as the best one out of the batch. Really? Chomps, Chomps sucks. sucks. Chomps is awesome. No, Chomps blows. <laughs> Bionic dog. All right. Well, uh, Ed Ed still gets to keep his crown, though. As uh, I mean, he is a chimp, but he is kind of a monster. He's not a monster, but he's just got a good arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he can play baseball. It's not that much of a stretch. All right. All right. Uh, so Ed's not a monster, bud? No. All right. You saw John Rocker pitch, huh? Hey. Oh. That guy was a caveman. So then it's Galgamesh? Galgameth is made of poo. He is Yeah, poo- he's gross. Right. So who's the best monster, bud? It ain't Chomps! <laughs> Yes, it is. I I think I'm probably going to go with Galgameth. Yeah, I'm going to go with Galgameth, too. Because it sure as shit isn't Mac. Mac sucks oh, as well. Yeah. Is he worse than Mac? Uh, Hank? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No, I would put I would put Mac in there with uh, Munchie and Trumpy any day of the week. Okay. Final recommendations, kids. Uh, Jackie, it's your movie. You start first. I'm going to give it a do. Okay. I laughed. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the storyline was okay. I, uh, the storyline was okay. 
Was it? <laughs> it moved along enough. A giant man chases Yeti, the film. That's, that's the only story, Jackie. Flying from Nepal to your house. It's not real deep. In a <laughs> no. Cessna that lands in water. But I do like that he beats the hell out of that kid. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which just probably makes me an awful person, but I thought it was funny. I'll go next. Uh, it's a 5 out of 10 for me. So it's barely meh, which puts it in the do not zone for me. However, with one caveat, if you're touring Monster Bud movies, yes, totally add it to the list. There is some fun parts. The Wesley getting his ass kicked is fun. Um, uh, there's a couple kind of almost good jokes, and then there's a lot of wah, wah, but I, I just can't give a five fill. It, it's too meh in the grand scheme of things mm. uh, to endorse, so it do not for me. I would say do it with riff tracks. Yeah. Don't do it without riff tracks. Of course. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, we did it without the riff tracks. I had a hard time without the riff tracks. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it hurt my stomach. I wanted to punch him. I wanted to punch him more than I wanted to punch Mac, but I recognize that Mac sucks more. Yeah, Mac. Is, I, I, I don't. I think go back and watch Mac right now. Well, I, I'm never gonna watch something that about his frailness. I didn't want to like just punt him across the screen. Whereas like the face on this Yeti fucker, I just wanted to punch him right in the fucking face the whole time. Maybe maybe you've got some unresolved issues with Furbies or something. Gremlins? No, Furbies. Furbies. Gremlins I, are cute. Nice gremlins are not cute. Uh, whatever. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the Mugwise. Mugwise are cute. Yeah, right. I don't want to punch a mugwai. What do I have? Fucking psycho, right? Okay, so there you go. We've got some further streaming do's and don'ts. Uh, these actually, I these aren't streaming do's and don'ts, these are Roman do's and don'ts because Roman, our good friend of the show, and uh, collector auteur of uh, uh, shitty and obscure films came into town and brought his box of bullshit. Uh, so these are all DVDs. They may be uh, streaming and they may be not. But uh, starting with uh, a film from, I believe, 1983 st- called One Dark Night, starring Meg Tilly and Adam West. Whoa, that's got to be hot shit, right, guys? Yeah. Guys? I wasn't. Is this the one I got up and walked out of? <laughs> yeah, this yeah is Jackie the- chose this one. She picked it. Based off the cover. That's after, it. like... Two minutes was like, fuck this. And she just goes out and starts smoking cigarettes and fucking playing Candy Crush. And we're like, wait a second. Like halfway through, I'm like, she's not coming back in here. She just made us watch this bullshit. And there's like four dudes just like watching this really, really painfully slow. But I will give it that it was probably done on a wire thin budget and shot okay. But it's just boring as fuck. Uh, Essentially, uh, One Dark Night is the tale of Meg Tilly's character who wants to be part of this group of college girls who are kind of snotty bitches. Sorority. Yeah, sorority. And they're like, oh, well, the way you got to do this is you got to spend the night in this haunted house and then you own it. Uh, No, they're like, you got to spend this uh, the night in a mausoleum and then you can uh, be our friend. But they try to scare the shit out of her it turns out while they're doing all of this horrible things to her there's vamp psychic vampires they're actually there's just one psychic vampire one psychic vampire in my defense i made it to that part yeah so i was there for at least 15 minutes okay well he may or may not be dead we don't really know but then he starts psychically making other corpses move around and sure May or may not be vampires. Which doesn't seem like that falls under the psychic vampire powers. No. Worst puppet show ever. Because, be- <laughs> yeah, right. Being psychic does not also include telekinesis. No. You can just 
know things. If he was a psychic vampire, he'd be like sucking the trivia out of your brain. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's what he does. That's his power. That's why he's a vampire is he sucks your psyche out. He doesn't bite into your neck and go blah, blah, blah. He sucks your your you out of your melon. Huh. Via mouth powers. <laughs> And lightning eyes. Yeah, and lightning eyes, and he can move corpses around with the power of his mind, even though he's dead. But maybe he's not dead. Maybe he just got electrocuted. And that's my theory about the whole thing is he get See, he's dead, <coughs> and he was a psychic. And you know how, like, if you're dead, and, you know, that one time. Uh, sure. And, like, somebody sticks, a like, a, a cattle prod against your leg, and you're like, even though you're dead. Um I think that maybe there was a storm outside because sure. it, whenever you film a, a movie in a cemetery, there's a storm outside, of course, right? So, like, this mo- particular mausoleum was weirdly built, and um, one of the dead, one of the caretakers really wanted to watch uh, TV while he was working on it. So, they put a big antenna on top of it that fed wires straight into this dead guy's uh, yes, coffin. What? Electricity zaps sure. it, then it zaps him. These are just the reflexes yeah. of he's still dead. There's no horror. It's just all just uh, physics. What happened was is he realized that every time he moved, uh-huh. the reception would get shitty. Right. And he had to stand in one spot, and then he figured out that if he stuffed this wire up a dead guy's ass... <laughs> <laughs> it was attached to the antenna. He could stand wherever he wanted in the break room. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, boxing was fine. Right. <laughs> uh, so it just kind of went south on him one night when lightning struck it. And then the guy kind of turned into a, a big dead lightning machine. <laughs> Which is what he is. Yeah. He's a big dead lightning machine. <laughs> it's like one of those stupid, like, party favors that you get. It, 20 years ago they're just uh-huh. like oh look little bottled lightning but it's a dead guy that does it instead <laughs> uh this is a do not for me <laughs> this is a really big do not i'm gonna go do not because i walked out of this yeah. oh yeah come back. okay you don't get an opinion because you're a dick <laughs> uh next up sam and i watched this a godfrey ho follow-up to our like run of godfrey ho lately yes uh bionic ninja of course ninja's in the title this which ones you have to refresh so, me because there's so many Godfrey well, Hill movies that we just watched. Here's why I don't like this film. Is it the I'm, yellow ninja guy? I'm going to go ahead and give this a do not. Uh, this is like the most Godfrey Ho genericness that ever has existed. Uh, some ninjas are out doing their thing and they find microfilm. Boy, this sounds familiar. Sure. And uh, the CIA has got to get involved to keep the microfilm from destroying the world. It's the exact same movie as the ninja tape. Well, they're all the Not same. Not as awesome. They're pretty much all the same. Is this the one that has the guy, the yellow ninja, that's uh, Jim Abbott from the movie we just watched last week? I think so. I don't totally remember because I, I thought this whole one experience was kind of forgettable. If this was the one with the yellow ninja, I liked it. You liked it a lot, and I thought it was bleh. I liked it a lot because it was more of a... Here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godfrey Home movies, at a certain point when you've started to watch a lot of them, they become a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like... It's more fun for me at this point to try to figure out which is which movie and what came from where and how is this any of this going together. And this one is such a goddamn disaster. And there was so many different parts that it didn't make any sense. And I liked it because it was more of a puzzle for me watching it. It was like instead of it just being funny ninja bullshit, it was like a fucking Rubik's Cube for your eyes. You said that it was your favorite Godfrey Hill movie. 
At the time, yeah, I don't know. And I'm giving it a do not. So what I want to know is clearly I had some problems with it, and you fucking wanted to suck its wiener. Um, (laughs) What separates it from any other Godfrey Ho movie? What I just said. It was the biggest They're all like that. No, this one was was more of a fun figuring it out. Huh. Okay. I didn't didn't make that connection at all. Uh, It's a do not for me. Rare Godfrey Ho do not for Uh. me. Mm. And it, a do from you. I think it, this one is on YouTube, though. It, so if you're a Godfrey Ho movie fan, it's a do. Sure. But if you're just like based on our opinion, oh, well, I'm going to watch whatever these guys say to watch. Uh, I It doesn't work for me. Loved it. Next up is uh, some pretty weird shit in a film called Bloodbeat. Sam, I'm going to take let you take point on Bloodbeat. So, Bloodbeat is a weird thing. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, it was a guy whose father was a director in uh, Taiwan, I mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. or Hong Kong. Okay. Did a lot of movies, and then he basically gets a girlfriend in the U.S. and makes her parents pay for this movie that he decided <laughs> sure, to make. right, yeah. And it's really about the only thing he ever did. And it sort of starts out as... It doesn't make any sense. It's like a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. There's these weird like hunter subtext, and there's some family shit going on, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, your telekinetic ghost powers." Yeah. And we had to look up another movie that we did a do and don't a long time ago. That we, I think we all gave a do on the arrival. Right. No, uh, the visitor. The visitor with John Huston. Yeah, and, and uh, Franco Nero. Franco Nero, because it was just like it took this strange turn that was so left field that regardless of what happened, how boring it was before it's left turn was so unique and strange that we're like, yes, we have to do the visitor. This movie isn't anything plot wise like the visitor, but it is weird turn. Just like the visitor. It's as hard. It's not the same style of turn, but it is the hard turn, uh, the same style as, uh, or not the same style, but the same impact as Miami connection. Like, you're like, wait, what? Where did we just go? This has gone into a place I didn't think was going, and I don't even know what this place is. No, you couldn't figure out what was... I couldn't figure out how who had superpowers and who didn't. And, like, with how the superpowers affected other people? Like, there's clearly superpowers going on because there's that, like, animation stuff, like, where they paint over uh, the cell and... Uh, or the frame to... Demo- yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cell special. And I don't know what is happening. Who is like in affected by the superpower? It seems like there should be pain involved. Like I'm zapping you with animation, but sometimes people are like, this doesn't affect me in any way. And sometimes people are like, I think you just gave me a superpower by zapping me. I don't really fucking know. Or sometimes it's just like, Oh, we're in a family and we don't really get along that much. And then it's maximum overdrive for a minute. <laughs> You're like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Then it goes back to weird family disagreements. And then all of a sudden it's the video for Total Eclipse of the Heart. There's just magic powers everywhere and they don't yeah, make any fucking right, sense. Right. And then Lumberjack. And like, this has got a bunch of stuff that is enough to show up for, especially the weirdness. <laughs> is the lumberjack the devil? I, uh, I, I give it a do. It's just a, it's not a mega do. No, but it is definitely a do, especially if you're the fan of, huh? Okay. Uh, and, and it's shot really well and, uh, or it, it relatively shot really well for no, zero money, but like 
you expect like the transfer is really good. It just looks good. It's a good transfer, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So blood beats a do for me. It was a do for me as well. All right. Uh, to wrap up the show, we got some listener feedback, starting with a voicemail. We haven't had one of those for a while. We keep asking for them, but uh, we got one. Yes. It's going to be about me. Hey, guys. This is Jack. Uh, so I literally just like five minutes ago finished watching Templar Nation for the first time. And holy shit. <laughs> just. Oh, my God. It is so bad. I think you're right that the the room faithful findings in Templar Nation are like the new holy trinity of bad movies. So, you know, I like that they had the audacity to say, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get a sequel to this. It's just so trying so hard to be national treasure. The CGI is worse than Toy Story. It's starring in like five groups of quotes. Eric Estrada. We don't talk about Eric. The professor uses a Yahoo email. (laughs) I think my favorite scene in it, though, is when they have the bike and car chase, and they're running from nothing. And and I still don't know whether they, like the people who made the movie, think that the theory and stuff they're all putting forward is legitimate. I just want a sequel. I want Templar World. (laughs) You know, I've been tossing around the idea for a little while to do like some make up some sequels to bad movies and just send them in to you guys and voicemails like this just to get it for laughs or whatever and I think I could do like a terrible trilogy of Templar Nation you should Templar Nation Templar World Templar Universe <laughs> so uh, if you guys think you might enjoy that just let me know and I'll probably go ahead and write them up and send them in anyway, but <laughs> yeah, holy shit, what a pile, it's just okay, if you haven't seen this and you love bad movies, watch Templar Nation now alright, so alright, this has gone on long enough and I'm still just trying to process this, so thank you for finally getting me to watch Templar Nation, get to the chopper, it just keep on doing what you're doing this is just amazing uh, Thank you guys for all that you do. Well, you're welcome, sir. Um, we are totally glad that you enjoyed the movie, and uh, I totally want that idea. Uh, I'd give it a do. Yeah. I thought they were going to make it to the uh, Templar Entity Gauntlet. <laughs> the greatest crossover of all time. I am a Templar. <laughs> yeah, starring that guy, uh, Neil yeah. Breen and Tommy Wiseau. We didn't, it, it's my favorite of the three of those movies by far because of how... Uh, bad that yeah. guy is the motorcycle scene and the fact that Eric Estrada dies in the first two oh, minutes and yet is in the whole movie anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah, write those up, Cinnamon. I would love to. I would love to see what he's got. Yeah, we would. Uh, we would accept that at any point, uh, written or uh, voicemailed. So we've also heard from uh, Red Cap Jack regarding our hurricane heist episode. He says. It wasn't very realistic. It's not a realistic movie. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> it's not like Spielberg directed it or anything. Uh, Stinger Madness, at Stinger Madness, uh, we should shout out our own Twitter. Also, Hurricane Heist. 
I don't think that the face is in his mind. I think that the hurricane is a literal literal monster literally going after that guy, but finds <laughs> but finds respect for him. <laughs> <laughs> And in, the, and in the end, decides to help him. I saw it three times in the theater because I laughed so hard. He goes on. Uh, this was like Twister, but there were, but there are two semi-Paxtons, neither quite equal to the original, and no Helen Hunt. And the Utah incident? I think she killed Johnny Utah. <laughs> Johnny. And now the storm from Australia is here for revenge. <laughs> uh... Uh, I like that theory a lot. Uh, anytime you can bridge bad movies into each other that are completely unrelated, I'm a big fan of that. So that's two similar ideas. Let's uh, make a series of uh, sequels for bad movies and then mashups more. So. Uh. Anything else, guys? Well, I'm disappointed that I didn't get a shout out on either one of those. You did. If you get a, a voicemail or a... a, a Twitter response or whatever, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Shaker Madness. I, it's also to you, you nerf. You're part I, of a team. She doesn't care unless she gets a Yeah, I'm a tiara. narcissist. A narcissist. I want everything to be about me. A tiara mailed directly to her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you can mail my tiara too. <laughs> <laughs> I only accept really nice ones. You can mail it to Jim Gordon's house. His secretary <laughs> will give you the address. <laughs> uh, all right, next week is my pick. Nut scratcher. I think it's time to big to burn a big one, Sam. Oh, yeah! I think it's time for Miami Connection. Oh my! Miami Connection next week. Tune in and get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.